You're listening to Revolution Radio in three, two, one. Tonight, I want to talk about body image. And this is something that I, um, I was trying to decide, am I just going to wing it? Should I plan out what I'm going to say? Um, and it's such a sensitive, vulnerable topic to talk about because I am going to give you a little bit of my history. Um, but I decided that because it's so, such an important topic and so personal, um, that I just need to wing it and I just need to be honest and open. So, um, that's what we're going to do. I do also want to let you guys know, I am recording this as a podcast as well. So for anybody who comes on and, um, can't stay for the whole thing, or maybe you want to go back and listen to it at a different time, or maybe you want to share it with someone who else or someone else who might find the information valuable or interesting, you can do that. I'm not sure when the podcast will go live, um, but it will be added to the podcast schedule. So you can see I've got my little microphone recording and this will be a podcast at some point. So hopefully I can keep my thoughts together and not ramble too much. So let's jump into body image. Um, I, growing up, um, my dad and my mom were both really healthy, fit people. So the concept of um, health and fitness was not totally foreign to me. My mom actually even says that um, up until I think she said she was like five months pregnant with me or until she was just too big to run, she was running regular, regularly with me. Um, she was very active during her pregnancy. My dad is a former bodybuilder. Um, and I always, I have memories of like seeing him in a hotel room and getting, um, getting the stage tan sprayed on before his show and, um, you know, seeing him practice his posing and then seeing him on stage. I have all of these memories from him bodybuilding. So the, the concept of living a fit and active life lifestyle is not new to me. Um, and then, you know, that was when I was very young. And then as I got a little bit older, I kind of found what, um, what was fitness for me. And when I say older, I mean, you know, I was, I was a kid. Um, I was probably, gosh, how old was I when I started dance? I was very young and that was kind of my fitness. That was my activity, dance. I loved it. The second I put on a tutu and some red lipstick, and a cute little bow in my hair. There are still pictures of it. Um, I knew that I loved it. And um, so dance became my thing from a very early age. Um, with that, as I got um, a little bit older, I started competition teams. I started to dance with girls who are a little bit older than me. And that kind of caused me to take in the appearance of the other girls, not in a critical manner towards them, but in a really critical manner towards myself. Um, so I would say by about middle school age, between fifth and sixth grade, I really be started to become like hyper aware of how I looked or how I thought I looked. Um, I would see these girls who were older than me and they were beautiful, they were all beautiful, beautiful dancers, in great shape. And here I was, my body was still growing, my you know, I was holding on to necessary baby fat that you hold on to at that age. Um, and I would compare my bodies with my body with that of the girls who I was dancing with. 
And it, it got to a point where, you know, I would go to class and I could do my thing in dance class. And then I would come home and I would basically tear myself apart when I'm looking in the mirror. Um, really dissatisfied with how I looked. And um, it became very problematic. I started doing things like I wanted to eat the same way that I saw all of these other girls eating. And at the time, you know, we're all busy dancers. We all are in, you know, we're students, we're kids, we're just living our lives busy. So we're all eating things on the run. I wanted to eat things like McDonald's and Subway and pizza rolls. And <clears throat> I distinctly actually have this remem this memory of one time seeing my best friend eat some god-awful amount of food. And I remember saying to her, um, "You're that's going to make you fat one day what kind of, what kid says that? You know, what kind of kid makes note of something like that? But I did, um, and it was because I was so sensitive and hyper aware of how I thought I looked. So <clears throat> anyway, I started, it really started with like tearing my appearance down to myself. I wouldn't say it to other people. Um, I wouldn't do anything like that, but I would look at myself in the mirror and feel really bad about how I looked. Uh, mind you, I'm, this is fifth or sixth grade, <clears throat> and this is where it gets a little, um, it's been a long time since I've gone really deep into this. I don't talk about it with anybody often. Um, I don't even really talk about it with my husband, but I feel like it's important to share, so I'm going to share it. Um, at one point in time, I don't remember how it started happening, but it did, I would eat something and then I would make myself sick. And for those of you who do not know, that is called binging and purging. I would eat a lot of food and then I would throw it up. And um, it, I don't know how long I hid it. I'm not sure how long that went on before my mom and dad figured out what was going on. Um, but it, it went on for a while. And eventually they did understand what was going on and I did get put into therapy. Um, but you know, if anybody, if any of you have gone through therapy as a kid or um, a young person, it's not what you want to be doing. You don't want to put the time and energy into talking to a total stranger about your problem, so you don't. And that's exactly what I, I did. I did not invest the time. I didn't realize in that moment that it could have been really beneficial and healing to me in order or to talk to somebody. Um, who was experienced in this kind of problem. And at the time, I'm, I remember telling myself, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not bulimic. I don't have a problem. Like, this isn't, I just don't want to be fat. That's what I remember thinking. I wasn't allowed to leave the table and go to the bathroom during mealtimes. I have um, memories of being at my grandparents' house and um, my dad having to, like, I needed to get up to use the bathroom. And I remember my dad coming back to check on me and make sure that I was not throwing up in the bathroom, throwing up my meal. So that's that's kind of how bad it got. Um, I continued dancing throughout high school, um, and my body image issues persisted through high school. Um, they, they worsened, I would say, because, you know, you've got, you just have this pressure. There's this, pre maybe not for everybody, but for me, I felt it, especially through dance. Um, when you dance, you're wearing very often limited clothing, you know, you're oftentimes showing a lot of your legs, a lot of your back, a lot of your stomach, your arms, your shoulders, and those were all areas at the time that I was extremely insecure about. 
Um, and I would dread putting on costumes for shows and I would dread having people see my stomach. And I remember being so insecure about my boobs at the time that I would duct tape them to my body to look small in costumes like, like the other girls had because they all looked small and petite and fit and I felt like I didn't look like that. Now, as a healthy, mentally healthy adult, I can look back on pictures of myself and I just want to go back to myself and, and give my young self a hug and say, what are you thinking? Um, because I wasn't unhealthy in any way aside from my disordered eating habits and body image. So anyway, my unhealthy um, attitude towards food, my unhealthy relationship towards food, my eating behaviors went on through high school. Um, and for those of you who do not know, which I'm guessing a lot of you don't, um, I actually ended up going to a therapeutic boarding school. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life outside of the um, disordered eating and body image issues. There were a lot of things going on. And I ended up going to a therapeutic boarding school in Georgia. Um, and I should, let me backtrack a little bit. Before I went to boarding school, um, my, my eating behavior sort of transitioned from um, binging and purging to really restricting. I would be very restrictive about what I ate. I would skip meals intentionally. I would, um, you know, I would hide food. I remember just sometimes just dumping meals down the sink. Um, so I was engaging in some really, really unhealthy behavior. Um, and fortunately for me, I didn't think it was a good thing at, at the time, and I didn't always think it was a good thing while I was there, um, but I went to a different place. I went to Georgia, and I wish I could tell you that being in the therapeutic boarding school cured me right then and there, um, but it did not. It actually it got worse before it got better, and <clears throat> I remember... Um, I didn't have a whole lot else to focus on except myself at therapeutic boarding school. And that was really scary. Um, for those of you who have any knowledge about eating disorders or have ever loved somebody who suffers from one, or maybe you've suffered from one yourself, um, they are about so much more than food. And for me, I wasn't ready to look at all of those other things that my eating disorder it's really weird to say that now. My eating disorder um, stemmed from. I, I didn't feel ready to take on all of those things. So um, for me, my eating disorder was a lot about control. It oftentimes is. So I wanted to figure out, okay, my the school that I was in was very, very strict. We weren't allowed to wear makeup. We had to wear uniforms. Um, our time with the opposite sex was very limited. Um, it was very regimented. It was very strict. It was like military school. Um, so all of these things about my life were being controlled, but the one thing that I could control was my food, and that's what I was going to control. So um, I I think for a while, and you'll have to forgive me, it's been such a long time since I've dug these memories up and since I've relived kind of that part of my life that it's really kind of a blur, and I was such a hot mess at the time that, you know, I didn't think to log all of this that was going on so that I could recall it at a later date. So uh, my memory isn't super clear, but I'm recalling what I'm able to. Um, I remember just not wanting, my appetite was gone when I was first there. 
because here I was taken away from my friends, taken away from my family in this state that I was unfamiliar with uh, and quite frankly in a place that I didn't want to be. So I didn't eat a lot at first. Then I started to get really comfortable. I started to make friends um, and I started to eat a little bit more. Didn't really do a whole lot of physical activity aside from what I was forced to do being at school. Um, and we did have periods of activity where we'd have to like walk around a lake or walk around a gym or do something for an hour where we weren't just sitting. Um, so once I got comfortable, I started eating more. I also got into a relationship. And I think a lot of us have experienced where when we get into a relationship, you get comfortable, you eat. That's just something that you do. And that's what happened with me. Um, but I wasn't in a place where the food choices were super healthy. Um, I, I mean, this was the South. We were eating things like fried okra, fried chicken, fried everything really, um, margarine, all of this really unhealthy shit that was available to us at mealtime. So that's what I was eating. And I remember just feeling like shit about myself. I felt bad. I looked bad. Um, and I felt like there was nothing I could do about it because there were counselors and staff around all the time. And by not doing anything about it, I mean, I wasn't able to run to the bathroom and throw up my food. That's what, that's what I meant. Um, so I found a different way around it and I started over-exercising and I would put on trash bags. Again, remember I'm in Georgia. It's really, really hot. I would put on trash bags under sweat clothes and I would run outside around a lake until I felt like I was going to die. And I wasn't the only person in that school who was suffering from an eating disorder. I had several other friends who um, were also going through the same thing. And to be honest, our friendships at the time were probably not healthy. Uh, we kind of fed off of each other. So I would go run and do the trash bag thing with this other girl. And we would just do this day in and day out. And eventually I got to a point where I was kind of seeing my body change and I was like, oh, I got to keep this up. I've got to really watch my food. So then the binging and purging cycle started again and I would find ways to sneak away. Um, when After a while, when I'd convinced staff that I was healthy, um, I would eat copious amounts of food and then I would go to the bathroom and throw up. And I remember the boy that I was dating at the time at this boarding school would get so upset with me because he didn't understand that this is a disorder. And... Um, he would not get why why I would eat like three pitas with margarine and jelly and then go to the bathroom and get sick and I just I didn't I got to a point where I was like you know I don't really care I just don't want to look fat I don't want to be fat I don't really care who knows what I'm doing um so that went on for a while I actually even remember at boarding school um this is this is so terribly dysfunctional and I can't even believe that they did something like this there but they held an eating contest and I remember it wasn't a secret that I was suffering from an eating disorder they held an eating contest and I remember eating I was in the watermelon eating contest and I ate like a whole freaking watermelon to myself and then ran off to the side of the lake and got sick and I remember thinking I can't believe that they just like allowed this to happen the staff just allowed this to happen I am bulimic. I am borderline anorexic and they're allowing me to engage in like a, in overeating and then watch me run off to the side. It was just so dysfunctional. So this, I struggled with that, um, 
a lot in boarding school. Eventually, I was there for almost two years, and eventually I did kind of outgrow the, the severity of my behavior, um, mostly because I didn't want to be kept there longer. I didn't necessarily give the behavior up because I wanted to be healthy. I just didn't want to be put in special groups anymore, and I didn't want to be monitored all the time. And um, I just... I wanted to be treated like I was normal, and I didn't want people to look at me as some, oh, that's the girl that runs to the bathroom and throws up. I didn't want people to see me like that anymore. So I kind of gave that behavior up. And then I um, graduated, and I came home, and I was only home for a few months. I graduated in May of, what year did I graduate? 2007, and I was home for the summer before I moved away for college to Kirkwood. Um, I didn't finish at Kirkwood. I was only there for two semesters before I decided it wasn't for me. And when I went to Kirkwood, I, I don't know what what switch flipped. I don't know if I had gone without the behavior for so long that I just kind of forgot about it, or I, I don't really know what happened. But when I was away at school, I didn't engage in any type of disordered eating behavior. Um, if anything, it was the exact opposite. I was around... I was happy, you know, I was on my own for the first time coming out of being in a really strict environment. I was basically free. My parents were paying me to live in an apartment with my best friend and go to school, and I loved it. Um, now with college, most of you probably know, comes with parties and drinking, and I did a lot of that. I did a lot of cheap beer, I did a lot of jungle juice, and I did a lot of eating gas station food at 2 o'clock in the morning. So. I went from like one extreme to restricting my food and making myself sick a lot to not really giving a shit. And um, that lasted through the two semesters that I was at Kirkwood. Um, and then I sort of realized that I wasn't happy there. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, that wasn't really it for me. So I moved back home and I got a job and, you know, and I moved back in with my parents and that sort of thing, got a job. And I think one day I woke up and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, what the hell has happened to my body? Like, what have I done by drinking this much and eating this much and um, not eating enough of the right things? I didn't really know what the right things were, but I knew I wasn't eating them. Um, and it, it really freaked me out. So I had a friend at the time who was really into weightlifting and bodybuilding and this person kind of took me under their wing and invited me to come work out with them and showed me kind of what I needed to do and I remember in particular one time he took me on a run and I <laughs> ran maybe a hundred feet and I started crying. I was like, I cannot do this. I, I don't want to do this. This is awful. Um, <laughs> and it was, I mean, I was so out of shape and I was so unhealthy. So I continued to work out and I continued to, um, I would say I was starting to fall back into the habit of over-exercising. So some of that behavior was starting to come back up unknowingly. I didn't realize that's what was going on. And then, um, this is not something I'm super proud of, but I'm going to share it with you because I feel like it's important. Um, I began taking a an illegal substance that an illegal supplement that um, basically caused my body to burn fat all the time. I gained 40 pounds in college um, and 
So normally, comfortably, I sit at about 140 pounds when I'm not pregnant. <laughs> um, and I climbed to about 180, 185 pounds in college. Um, I dropped all of that weight by taking this illegal supplement and by over-exercising and by severely restricting my food and by um, doing too much cardio. So what started out as something that was intended to be really healthy for me really sort of backfired because I hadn't dealt with all of those um, body image issues and disordered eating behavior when I was younger. Um, so all of that really started to come back up. One day I woke up and I took my illegal substance and I went to go work out and I felt like my heart was going to explode out of my chest and it was very, very scary. Um, I mean, it was just like... I felt like I was having a heart attack, and I never took it after that. Um, so I'm not quite sure how this happened, but after I went off of the the supplement, the drug, that's, you guys, if you watched my video the other day, um, you may remember me saying, if you're taking something that gives you immediate results, um, that you don't really have to work too hard for, it's probably a drug. What I was taking was a drug. Um, and I went off of it. And I sort of fell back on my working out. Um, I really stopped lifting. I stopped. Um, I stopped doing so much cardio, and I really fell out of it. And I don't know how it happened, but I really only gained about ten pounds back from the forty that I had lost. Um, which, whatever. So fast forward a couple of years, and I meet my husband, and I'm, I swear I'm not going to cry. Uh, maybe I will. I don't know. But um, I met my husband, and he changed my life. I moved to Oklahoma, and we were so happy. And he loved me for whatever state my body was in. Um, he loved me no matter what. And I just felt so comfortable with him. And um, I think it was about a year into our relationship that he sort of stumbled upon this way of... Um, this way of living at the time, or it's still called this, but Primal Blueprint, the Primal Blueprint Diet, which is basically um, eliminating processed food, processed food from your diet and um, lowering your carbs and upping your fat and eating a moderate amount of protein. And he started doing this and he started being more active and um, I was still just kind of enjoying <laughs> what I was doing and that was, you know, I worked in a bridal shop where we could drink champagne and <laughs> where you know there I live I lived basically on a college campus without being a college student and um, you know there was all this good food around and I was enjoying it without feeling bad about myself and we did a lot of cooking at home too um, but I saw Jamie starting to feel good and I saw I saw Jamie starting to look good and eventually with a little little push from from my husband I realized that I needed to make a change too so we got engaged and I did not want to, just like I think any woman at their wedding, don't, you don't want to look like crap in your wedding dress. So I started lifting. I joined this really small gym in Norman, Oklahoma called Boyer's Fitness. It was old school bodybuilding style gym and it was awesome. Jamie and I started lifting together. I really like cleaned up my food and I looked and felt better than I ever had, better than I did when I was dancing all the time, better than I did when I was over-exercising, better than I did when I was taking the illegal drug. Um, 
I looked and felt so good about myself. Uh, and I was really proud. Like that was something that I hadn't felt before, pride, um, because I'd never in a healthy way worked towards something that made me feel so good. So um, that happened. I, <laughs> I sort of changed my whole life and Jamie, oh God bless him, he, if you've ever had the, the pleasure of sitting down to talk to Jamie, he is one of the smartest people I have ever known in my life. And he is so passionate about sharing his knowledge of health and wellness um, and, and fitness with anyone that he meets who's interested in listening. And I was very resistant for a while. So once I came around and we, he started to share all of this information with me, it really made me want to be better too. So we were able to embark on this lifestyle together. That was five and a half years ago that we decided to make our lifestyle change. And then I got pregnant with Vivian. And um, we got pregnant with Vivian one month after our wedding, so we wasted no time. And I got pregnant with Viv, and I was very sick with her. And I went from basically being extremely active and preparing for my wedding to not doing a whole lot. Um, we also decided to move from Oklahoma to Iowa while I was pregnant, and we moved to a really, really small town where there wasn't a gym, there wasn't, and it was winter. So it was like, we lived right pushed up against a field, so we were getting that really cold air that would blow in with the winter, and it did not make doing physical activity very enjoyable, so I didn't do it. The most physical activity I think I got during my pregnancy with Vivian was um, walking up and down the stairs. So um, after I had Vivian, and I actually do want to back up really quick, um, with Vivian, I think that this might make me cry too. Um, I think that I loved <clears throat> my body more than I ever have in my entire life. I wasn't, I wasn't muscular. I wasn't skinny. I wasn't, um, I wasn't anybody's ideal body type. But I didn't care because, despite everything that I put my body through in my younger years, I was growing this person who was so perfect and so healthy, and. That's all that mattered to me. Um, so we had Vivian, and I touched on this briefly in my last video, um, but we were broke as a joke. <laughs> we were broke as a joke. We had no money. Um, we were eating, Jamie was making us homemade pasta at night uh, because it required only three ingredients, eggs, water, and flour. He was hand rolling pasta and we were eating it with like whatever we could afford to put on top of it. We had nothing. Um, so I ended up losing a lot of weight uh, from breastfeeding and from not being able to eat a whole ton, not by choice, but because we had to choose between buying diapers and feeding ourselves. And obviously our baby came first. Um, so my body kind of changed from that, like I said, not intentionally. And then um, we moved, decided to move back to Des Moines and um, we uh, when we got back to Des Moines our family went through a lot a lot a lot we suffered a tremendous loss um, excuse me we we suffered a huge loss and it, I mean I think all of our stress levels were just through the roof so nobody was you know we didn't really eat a whole lot that wasn't like the first thing at the forefront of our thoughts. Um, 
we were just trying to keep it together as a family. Um, and we had a lot of people bringing food by to help keep us going so we wouldn't have to focus on that. Um, so we were just kind of eating really whatever was brought to us and still trying to get on our feet from being so broke. Um, and we eventually started to bounce back from that and really looking after ourselves again. And I actually decided to do, because my body was so, excuse my French, fucked up from um, everything that it had been through, you know, like prior to Jamie, prior to um, pregnancy, prior to everything. It was just so like out of whack. And I had, I guess I, I had, it had been a while since I'd taken the time to like reset my hormones, reset my body. So I did what was called the Hormone Reset Diet by Sarah Gottfried. She did this whole book in which she teaches you on how to um, reset your hormones in a way that doesn't make you feel deprived, in a way that doesn't make you um, feel like you're dieting per se. Um, it, I mean, it is a little bit restrictive, um, but it's it, it felt great. I was feeling so good, and my body started to kind of bounce back. My energy levels went up. I had to cut caffeine for part of this hormone reset, and it was awful at first, but eventually my body started feeling so, so good. Um, and then I, somewhere along those lines, and again, forgive me, even though this was just two years ago, it was like, there was so much going on that the timeline's a little bit blurred, but um, I started wanting to work out and I started wanting to kind of take care of myself a little bit more than I already had been. And um, Vivian was getting to a point where she wasn't attached to my boob all the time. So I was able to kind of step away and have some time to myself and I started working out. Um, I started with running and that felt really good. I felt awesome and proud of the progress that I was making. Um, I ran my first 5K on Mother's Day and I remember seeing Jamie and my mom and Vivian waiting for me at the finish line and they were cheering me on and my mom was so proud of me. Like I haven't, it had been a really long time. Oh my gosh, I swear, the tears are coming because I'm so hormonal. <laughs> but um, I think my mom cried when I finished my 5K because it had been such a long time since I had um, done something healthy that she could be really proud of. And it was amazing, it was the best feeling. And shortly after that, I kind of realized that health and fitness are so important to me. It, it kind of changed my life. And I want to be able to show people that you can change your life too. And it doesn't have to be, um, you don't have to do these horrible things to your body in order to, to change and to feel good. You can treat yourself good, you can eat good food and you can feel good and you can look good. And you can do all of these things for yourself, not to yourself, you can do these things for yourself um, and you will be so much better for it in the long run. So I decided that I wanted to pursue my personal training certification um, and I did it. <laughs> I never finished college. I, um, I passed high school. I didn't really take my education very seriously and I put my mind to it and I finished my personal training degree, my not my degree, my certification and it was the best feeling ever and I just I didn't do it because I wanted to make money or because I wanted to uh, you know do this that and the other I did it because I want people to take me seriously as somebody who wants to simply share what I know I want to share my information and my knowledge and um, show you that you you can live healthy you can live awesome you can live optimally 
the healthy way. You don't have to take extremes. You don't have to fall into um, these horrendous diet trends and um, take such extreme measures in order to feel good about yourself because that's not going to make that's not going to be the thing that makes you feel good. Um, so here I am now. Um, I am pregnant again <laughs> and uh, my body is in a totally different place than it ever has been. It's even more different than it was when I was pregnant with Vivian and you know what? Um, I went from being, you know, I've gained about 25 pounds since I um, left my competition prep and I feel great. I'm not my leanest. I'm not super bulky and muscular. Um, but I'm healthy, my baby's healthy, my body's healthy, and I feel so good. And um, I really want to teach people to love your body at every stage of the journey. So long as you are putting forth the effort toward making yourself feel better, you have to learn to love yourself at every stage of your fitness journey and your health journey. Because if you can't love yourself where you are right now, in the skin that you're in right now, you will never be able to appreciate however far you go. Um, if you are 30 pounds heavier right now and say six months from now you've lost those 30 pounds but you never stopped to take the time to love yourself for where you were at, even when you were at your heaviest, it, losing 30 pounds will never be enough for you. You'll never be satisfied. So stop being so hard on yourselves. Stop being so critical. Stop comparing yourselves to other people and love yourself and love yourself for, um, for love yourself enough to take care of yourself and to realize that you deserve to take a step toward your health. Um, I realized that got so emotional. I'm really sorry about that. I didn't intend for that, but I do want you guys to know that um, I love what I do. I love the people that I work with. Um, I've never, aside from my husband and my daughter, I've never ever felt so passionate about um, about wanting to share health and fitness or anything really. Um, I just, I want everybody to feel as good as I feel, if not better. I want everybody to love themselves and I want everybody to understand that a healthy lifestyle is a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix. It's not, um, there's no fast solution. It takes time and commitment and, um, you're worth it and you can do it. And I'm here to help. I try to make myself available to answer questions and to help and to work with people who are ready to work with me. Um, and I guess I just wanted you to know that I don't, I didn't just come from just, this nothing background of, oh, this girl just wanted to be a personal trainer because she wanted to look good and she wanted to teach other people to look good. No, I fucking struggled. I struggled hard. And um, it's not a story of sunshine and rainbows, um, but I came out on the other side. I'm still on my journey and I will always be on my journey. And I hope that um, if you're struggling, that you can wake up and see that your journey is worth taking and you're worth investing in. So thank you guys for listening to me talk again. I hope you found some value in this and, um, and heard some good information. And if you have questions about my story or if you just want to share with somebody 
who is not going to judge you. You can send me a private message. You can send me an email. Um, I'd be happy to listen to your story because we all need someone to listen. Um, even if you don't want the feedback, just reach out to me because I wish that uh, aside from the people who were in my family, I wish that somebody would have loved me enough to um, reach out to me when I was going through something like that. Um, and just to be clear, I had the, the greatest support in the world. My family, um, they're everything. And I wouldn't be sitting here telling you that you can do it too and that you're worth it too if it hadn't been for them. So if I can be that to you, please reach out to me. I'm happy to, happy to be here. That said, uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. I apologize for the tears. Um, let's blame the baby. It's, it's the baby making me so emotional. Um, but thank you guys. I appreciate you being here. And I will see you in my next Facebook Live.